Michael is telling, Jim Dry Creek, Carl Edney and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, People Persons Paper Podcast. Dunder Mifflin, People Persons Paper Podcast. Dunder Mifflin, The People Persons Paper Podcast. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brian Sittler. Hello, good sir. And we are here with a fantastic guest tonight from Tulsa's great comedy scene, the one and only Laura Cook. Thanks for being here. Hey, that's me. Very that fortunate. You. Very fortunate. And uh, we are here to talk very about happy. the first episode of season two of The Office. God, thank God. If this is your first time joining us for the People Persons Paper podcast, we are going chronologically through every episode of the show. Uh, we did six episodes talking about the great, uh, the good, the bad, the cringeworthy of season one. And now we are in season two. Uh, and like you said, thank God. God. God, thank God. It's uh, It was a tough moment getting through season one sometimes. It was a long moment. Uh. And not just because it only took us like six months to record that 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 season because of a million other things that happened in our lives. It felt like 18 months. Maybe man. maybe 20, 24, honestly. Maybe so. We were two years younger when we started this podcast. No, we weren't. We weren't. I really love that season. I yeah. swear. It is a great season. I mean, there's a lot of great things that came out of it just in terms of introducing us to that world. But It's only once you're in the Dundies world that you realize how much a better world it becomes. And Larf. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm speaking for me. Better-ish. Better-ish world. <laughs> I know other people, a lot of people me listen to this saying, shut well, the fuck up. Well, and that was the thing. We did a rewatch before we recorded today, and Laura, you just kept bringing up how, how could Michael still have his job? No joke. Knowing what we know that he's been with the company long before even the pilot episode. Over a decade. Yeah. You know? I mean. As a salesman, then as a manager. As, yeah. I yeah. would have broken his neck by now. Right? Yeah. You would have even reported him. You would have just hit, hurt him. I don't know. I think I might have reported him first. And then, like, see you know, where that goes. nothing was done like usual, then I would have physically assaulted him, probably. This sounds like a good plan. Well, you know, we all, we all have our, uh, you know, we all come to the end of our wits. Get that point. breaking point. We've we all, all got a breaking point. Yeah. And yeah. You know, you wouldn't be the first who wanted to do that. You might be just the first who did it. You so good you, for you. You would not be a, a, a good Michael Scott employee. I would not hold back, y'all. No. So you just don't know. Yeah. You just you wonder how Pam, like, got through those seven years. Jim. Yeah. 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 You're not kidding. Good point. That's why we get her on the podcast. He's Excellent. a hottie, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he saves her in this one big time. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. Well, because now that's that's an interesting question, especially when she was drinking too much and getting way too comfortable at the Dundies. Who would she have gravitated towards if it hadn't been Jim then? I mean... Kelly? They're friends. She wasn't going to yeah. go... I, I, yeah, I think it might have been a couple of the female characters before she got to Ryan. She, what we saw later, she's in the same episode. She's giggling with Phyllis and, and Kelly in the yeah, office. So the muted Kelly, maybe that. Yeah, right. Who? Yeah, who's not even the Kelly we know and love yet? She's still like Puritan Kelly. Mm -hmm, yeah, uh, and and props to um, Mindy Kaling for writing this episode. This, was she was one of the writers yeah, on this she, one. No, she wrote this episode. Fantastic. Yeah, it was. Uh, I love her yeah, so much. She's amazing. Yeah, and it's funny to see her be in her own episode <laughs> and how she like I wonder what the process was and her thoughts to put her in that position like, yeah you know and, and then then see and then know you know how she was going to end up anyway and this air even crazier she was written by her directed by Greg Daniels of course series producer and uh, uh, aired on September 20th of 2005 so just a little over 12 years ago now so. did either of you catch it on first run or did you just both come to it later I know you did Brian hail no I did not yeah hail no Oh, super later. I graduated high school in 2005. And you weren't a big NBC must-see TV watcher as a senior in high school? I didn't have time. I was doing the IB program, and so it was just, like, a lot of schoolwork, yeah. which ended up being a lot of college credit. Yeah. So I'm not, like, super sad. I'm Oh, you mean you were being productive yeah. instead of watching The Office? Yeah, I'm, like, way less poor than mm, I beautiful. would be. I mean, I'm still fucking poor, but... Well. Still poor, yeah. We're still poor. None of us making that Dunder Mifflin money. Not yet. Especially not Michael. Michael's doing well in that first season where we hear it. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. This no. season, he's going to get quite a, a bonus later on. He will. Yeah. That's right. He will uh, once he gets rid of a gentleman who we finally get here mentioned in this episode, although we hadn't seen... We've seen him before, but oh. they don't talk about him until this episode. Mm. So Yes, that's right. But yes, that's right. But he is going to get that... Yeah. Well, Poor, poor Devin. Poor Devin. Oh, man. You know, and I love the Devin. It, it's so, 
it's so quick, but um, you know, Dwight has talking music and he's not afraid to use it. Mm-hmm. Devin. Yep. Who hasn't said one word up to this point? That's true. And then when we finally do see him actually talk, he's defending his job. In, uh, against Creed. In what is it? Is it Halloween? Halloween. Halloween, yeah. I don't know how many episodes that is down the it's road. Five or six down the road. Quite a few, actually. Devin yeah. kind of mm-hmm. survives longer than you think about it. Yeah. He just doesn't say shit. Oh, to Devin. <laughs> I think I think when we aim for like a, a big celebrity guest. Not Oh, I guess, I mean, we've really only had celebrities, although they may be just on the local scene. Uh, Laura, we've had you, we had Katie, Tom, Cam, and of course Zampino. Mm. And I think around Tulsa, these are names with status. Yeah. But I, uh, yes, I think are. once we get the... the According the to who? Me. It's all me. Uh, I thought so. Yeah, that's, the entire thing is just my, my whole facade. You they don't matter. Not even a little bit. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm but a vessel for the show. But once we start trying to get like real stars on the show, let's aim for Devin first. Right. I think that's the way to start. I, I, I think you're right. That's a smart idea. Yeah. It was. No. It might be. Because, you know, maybe don't go for Robert California right away. He may be busy. That kind of, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and I don't mean James Spader. I mean, I want him in character. You might be jumping the gun, honestly, yeah. with Robert California bit. Have to wrestle him for it. I mean, there's only so much of season eight that we can really... Watch. Yeah. Hmm. Or <laughs> digest. Yeah. We talked about that earlier, so now that's on our minds. About what are we going to do when we finally get all 233 episodes into the future yeah, for season eight. Imagine that, listeners. I made that what number w- up. What the hell would you do? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, but we are uh, learning Thankfully about the Dundies. Not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from a big time. Right when the episode opens, he's immediately talking about it. The very first sentence, he mentions the Dundies. If it's not the first shot, it's one of the first two or three shots. You're looking at the awards. Um, it's it's nice. It goes you know hand in hand with the opening. Yeah. So now you get to figure out. So why in the hell at the end of every opening is he holding on to that little statue? What the hell is that all about? Mm-hmm. And then you go right to it, and there's like multiple. There's like five of them, and you're right in your face. Well, that makes me wonder, like, when they first set all that up, when they first ma- uh, recorded the open, was it just a statue when they were thinking that Michael was just the kind of guy who would have a little statue that he saved from somewhere or from nowhere? I just assumed that he, like, won it in youth soccer or something. I have a right? million of those. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one, I think, for doing well in math in fifth grade. You know? No, you didn't. I did. I did. I did the best in math that year. Yeah. <laughs> but the... Uh, so I'm the idea that it was a company-specific prize, a unique original awards concept dreamed up by Michael, that could have come it's, totally later. It's his pet project. That statue's context could, may not have ever come until a year or two later. Oh, yeah. We could have been waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. Could have even upped it. They could have put this in season three. It, well, But, you know, but I, but I mean, is when that statue was p- first placed on that desk when they were shooting that open, they, they, we don't know that there was that. That was a was, Dundee then. Yeah, was that a yeah. forethought in their... Exactly. Had they thought that far yet to season two? Could have just been a prop. Almost everything comes into context with that show. Something has to do with something batshit crazy that one of them has going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and the amount of things that they do call back to and, and tie back to. Uh, late, later in this season, we'll, uh, we'll see that note that Jim puts in his Christmas gift to Pam. And if that doesn't turn out to be a linchpin for the, one of the final moments of the final episode. It's incredible. Know. They can call back to that, you know, going back seven seasons. Yeah. That's that is amazing. Yeah, that they can do that. You but, know, but this, but this is a this is a hallmark or sorry a landmark episode uh, of the series and a turning point as people say. Oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, definitely from the first season's um, what's the right word overtones the bleakness the bleakness yeah it's it's even lighter when you look at it it's like I don't know it's sort of a yellowish tone it's almost like. I'm not sure, but Michael's hair is Michael hair. Michael's hair is even lighter and fuller, and yeah. Well, he's definitely had some know. kind. They're doing something less different. I don't know looking. if he had less rapey, less Gordon Gecko. I don't know if you want to equate those two, but it's up to you. I could never tell. Mm. Did he get hair plugs or did he just is they it being styled? I think what we've said is that, and we all kind of agreed was they wanted it to look like he had hair plugs, even uh, if he didn't. Yeah. So they over moosed that gargantuan, you know. And here they're letting it be a little more natural. Yeah, they are. And he, I mean, almost right away you have a different tone, I think, immediately from the first season. Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> I guess the Dundies in, if you're trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, it's a nice thing to do for your employees if you're not Michael Scott. But he is Michael Scott. 
and they're gonna have to pay for it. It was a good try on his part. <laughs> I mean, recognition, you know, like you don't want to be that employee that hangs yourself like he talks about at the start, you know. Ugh. Well, and, and just <laughs> through the different work that all three of us have done, we've all put on shows and events. So we know like just whether it's different things, whether it's, it's, it's comedy or, 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 or what's it called, advertising promotional events or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. The amount of forethought that goes into this stuff. The amount of like planning just for like little things, especially, and if you bring music and live performance into it, and heart, it, well, <laughs> but it gets it's it's not easy. Like you, no, it's not. And this is the not eighth year he's had to put blood, sweat, and tears into the this. The eighth year, blood, sweat, tears, racism. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, uh, lots of it. And isn't that it, know, and, uh, and sexism? You take oh, stuff uh, inappropriateness of all kinds. And with his obliviousness to the offensiveness of it, it's still. It, for him, it's a chance to bring his characters on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, if he hasn't created an outlet for Ping, you know, <laughs> they all seem to know him. Kind of like he's a oh yeah, because when when Pam sits down, it's like goes, oh, I'm oh, just I'm in time for Ping. Yeah. Oh damn it, it's so Ping. Like <laughs> his racist Asian caricature has been seen multiple times before. So they're all just and numb to it. And he's still not fired. He yeah. still no, has still a job. Still working there. Yeah. He, lucky for him, corporate's in New York. And they don't like, you know, Jan doesn't want to come to this kind of event. So, yeah, you know, even if they did, I mean, <laughs> it's probably useless looking back that far and getting too literal about this. But we talked. I don't remember you know, which episode it was last season. Fun. But we talked. I think it was during Diversity Day last season when we talked about how they might not have even got away with that. If that ish episode came out now, just because in the 12 years since. Our idea of culture and society and what's acceptable to talk about as a joke has changed so much that that show might have never made it that far. What's inappropriate that's still funny and allowable? You know? Is that kind of change? I think that's changed over the last decade or so. And even in that episode, think about in in the Dundies. Especially on a, uh, sorry, especially on a uh, network level. Well, when when he's doing the ping impression, they cut to a woman uh, of Asian heritage who clearly, who's looking at him with just this disgust, you know? Like the, I, bewilderment like yeah. like just is this really happening like really mm-hmm. <laughs> like she'd gotten like she thought we'd all gotten over this years ago and just yeah exactly really and i don't, I don't even think you could oh show no. it i don't think that people have gotten over it at no, all and they have no. especially yeah. like right. but you would think that like they wouldn't do that in public you would think yeah at, like a work thing Ace- mm-hmm. <laughs> especially <laughs> unless he's the boss He's kind of uh, yeah. eccentric <laughs> in a way, horrible way. No, eccentric is only for rich people. If you're not right. rich, you're just crazy. <laughs> He's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> that Dunder Mifflin money is not enough to make you eccentric. <laughs> you got to be a lot richer than Michael Scott to be eccentric. That is now banned from this you show. You have to be a lot richer than me to be eccentric, and I'm trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the broke anti-mame. Oh. Hmm. Anti-mame. Yeah, a classic uh, character. Oh, getting educated. Yeah. I'm not broke. No, broke-ish. You're the one that made... I bought you pizza, loser. Yeah, thank you for the pizza. I'm broken. <laughs> We're all broken. Uh, yeah, way. I'm broke broken and is broken. different than broke. I'm both. True. I'm, I'm, I'm broke at times. I'm hoboken. hey oh. That's yeah. the kind of pizza we ate. Hoboken. The hoboken. It was awesome, and thank you for, bring, for supplying that. I almost moved to Hoboken once when I was a kid. Gross. <laughs> Why know. would you do that? Boy, did you lo- and, and instead you went to Florida. I think that was exactly how it happened. I think instead and then I went God, to Florida. God willing, you came to here, and then you yeah. came to Oklahoma. But yeah, I would have been a lot closer to Scranton if I was in Hoboken. <sighs> the fact that you lived in Florida just answers so many questions for me about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm We're going to have to compound on that later on. Cause <laughs> I'm sorry, we're talking about The Office, not making fun of We Hilton. were? Oh, were we? It's episode all good. one, season two, <laughs> The Dundies. No, back, back, back the front there. Episode two, two, two season. Nope, episode sorry, sorry, one, episode season, season two. two. Yeah. Yep, right oh, the you're first right. time. My bad. All right. <laughs> I'm messing you up on purpose. But no, yeah. but um, um, we immediately <laughs> go from Michael talking about it to, yeah. the, to The Office. We get a little bit more about their feelings of it. Pam calls it the car wreck that her boss is making you look well, at. Yeah, God bless her. Yeah. You know, it, and... And 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 looking at her like knowing that and watching it, I mean, when you're when every year your boss points out that you're still engaged and not married, like you're mm-hmm. not going to have the warmest feelings in the first place. Yeah, so. 
We all get that. Which we do when we see you rewatching all the old ones to make a, a best of reel, a yeah. highlights reel. Which highlights her and Jim's still, you know, relationship. They mm-hmm. still have, you know, the, the connection between, because he knows what she's doing. Yeah. And then, you know, they both get a, you know, she gets to look at him and just vent just for a split second. Yeah. If, if very little, you know. What I really like about this episode, though, like, the one thing that doesn't make me want to vomit <laughs> is that, the like, one thing? you can totally see, like, that Jim and Pam are totally going to make it, and mm. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. You really want it to happen. It, ma- it heightens it even more. In the start of the episode, even before Pam's talking head about the Dundies, you see them joking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, really establishing them together is almost the motif as we get into that episode. Yeah. Such a little, ready for the Dundies? You know, and they, they play it so perfectly, and the pained look on her face is, is pretty damn perfect. Yeah. Just <laughs> knowing what she's gone through for the last... Eight years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ouch. And then him standing up for her, you know, mm-hmm. to, to Michael, talking Michael out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and the way he does, of course, appealing to Michael's sense of like wanting to be a performer and entertainer. Oh yeah, and, then, and to his ego as well, because he does actually. And wh- what he does he does admire Jim, and he tells him, you know, I think you're just getting lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, just feels lazy. Just you know? oh, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly the kind of thing that he would never want to hear from someone about something he cares about doing. Right. And he actually cares what Jim says, so, you know, Jim, Jim to the rescue, you know. But from there, even to the end of the episode, when, when Pam's drunk and, like, staring at him, she can't take her eyes off him, and it's just, mm. th- they have, they, if this is your first episode of The Office, the story beat, Jim and Pam like each other a lot, they, <laughs> they hit you with that hard. They want to make sure you know. Even mm-hmm. hard, even, like, all of season one sort of leads up to this point. Yeah. This could have been, like, the finale of season one. Yeah. In a way, because it kind of boils, it boils over, but it sort of uh, crescendos with them. Right. You know, when, you know, even if it's a drunken kiss, it's still a kiss. Yeah, she plants the kiss on him. Was that after she gets the award? Yeah. Yeah. It's after, she... and, 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 you know, her and Roy's, you know, situation, you know, it's a, they have a real bad spat. They got, yeah, they get into a fight, which gets her to mm-hmm. stay at the party. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. And then, but also, uh, like, you know that that's, like, when it's real, too, like, you're drunk. You're just doing what feels natural with another person, and that was to plant one on him. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. It was. Yeah. A, it was when it came time to celebrate her fun moments in life. He was the person she gravitated towards. You That's know. That's right. That's cool. That is cool. It's oh, I hate myself now. What <laughs> <laughs> so Aren't we all? <laughs> We're here for you. Yeah. It's all right. With Don't the, touch me. <laughs> can always watch The Office. I think that's how wh- one of the reasons why it became such a great show for me was because you when I first started vicariously watching it, <laughs> well, I remember like what like uh, you know it was probably like eight nine years ago when I was first really getting into the show. I uh, was single, right. and I was watching it after work to kill some time when you're getting stuff done around the house, when you're getting dinner prepped or whatever, going to bed, mm-hmm. and that became something to, to ha- hang on to and. That's why we love these characters. It's because these bunch of people who are just going through the motions and their crappy, crappy job they hate mm-hmm. are still having an adventure life together. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, that scale of how exciting it is varies from person to person. But whether you're excited about Jim and Pam or you identify with Ryan or yeah. you're even starting to think maybe you get Toby, there's, <laughs> there's someone there that you connect with, you know? There is. Well, a lot of people have been through an unrequited love I think, yeah. situation. So I think that's almost... And I don't want to say universal, but and most of us have worked with someone that drives us mad. Exactly, there's so a there's a lot to annoying. identify with, mm-hmm. and they they make an b- even better job of it this season, showing that. Yeah, and and I mean everybody, there's lots of little times to shine. Oscar gets moments, Kelly gets moments, Phyllis does. gets moments. Uh, yeah. Phyllis chasing Dwight out of the bathroom. Oh goodness, yeah. he's trying to figure out what was written about so him. So good, and it's funny, like they kind of, I mean, that could have been a very serious. You know, topic. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the face. Well, it was written it. about Dwight. It was written about Michael. Yeah, exactly. But she's screaming but, but, at Dwight. But the fact that he goes, he back that he goes. I mean, that's that's straight to Toby HR kind of crap where yeah. I come from. And <laughs> it, it, they could, they kind of. It's I don't know if underplayed is the right word, but it sort of just goes by the wayside. Yeah. Because the Dundies like take central stage in now, the episode. Maybe there was cut stuff about that. You know, there the, probably was, and there was a lot of uh, on Dunderpedia. I did notice a lot of. Um, I think there was an extended version, actually, of that scene, oh, which wow. would be interesting, I think, to see. Well, and I know there are... But it's just funny. It's played up for laughs, because he's just a control freak and a kiss-ass who's trying to find... stuff. And one of the deleted scenes is Michael tells him to go find out who did it. Yeah. 
So he's on like a mission, you know, and he's the oh. ultimate sycophant. So he'll go to the whatever men's, you know, whatever ends are needed. And, you know, even even as ridiculous as we're going to have two men's rooms, folks. Phyllis's. So where will we go? <laughs> Be prepared to hold it. The trash me. can at Dwight's desk. Right. That's where I would go. Yeah. Oh God, there's a. I really did hate Dwight a lot the first time I watched this through, and it's only after like the three or fourth time I really began to love him a lot. Yeah, and I don't. It's interesting the way he's that kind of person for sure. And even when I do love him, it's never for this type of behavior. No. You know, it's in spite yeah. of. He he evolves quite a bit throughout the. I mean, if he moves a lot yeah. of all the characters. I think. Yeah, at some point he starts to show some kind of humanity. Some humanity, and then ultra evil, and then back to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and season all but nine, done. The only way Rain Wilson can do it. Season nine is where he really develops a lot of that likability. Yeah. You know. I think he grows on us all because he's a character we're familiar with. In the end, we know that his he is a no harm, okay, maybe rare harm individual. But season nine is where they finally really well, humanize him. Like they push it to that point. I think in, it's either season eight or season nine when he can like push the doomsday device or whatever it is. Yeah. And then he, you know, he kind of has everyone thinking he's really evil and he's going to end it, and then he doesn't. So. Yeah. I think that's season eight because is that the doomsday? Doesn't it yeah. notify Robert it California's no, phone? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but but he's um, he's he's all he's he's a he's a strong part of this episode as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously. I mean, and that whole scene where he comes upon Dwight, or excuse me, Kelly and Pam and Phyllis giggling yeah. about what's written about Michael in the bathroom. So insecure. Yeah. Don't worry. It's, we're not laughing at you, <laughs> and he won't stop. So okay, now we're laughing, laughing at, at you. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And I I. I would say that that was brilliantly written because I would that's something I would see just in not on TV. Yeah. Maybe I don't watch enough TV shows, I guess. But uh, in, in normal, you know, uh, interactions with my friends, I would see something like that. And that kind of rang true. Yeah. You know, just with an ultra ridiculous character like Dwight, mm -hmm. especially at that moment. You know. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. Uh, uh, but he had no choice at that point. So he just had to go look in the. You yeah. Take the plunge. Yeah, go to, right. the go to the ladies' room. Which, and you know, and we'll never know what. I think we all can agree it was Pam who wrote something about Michael on the wall. Well, we well, find she out said later. So later. Yeah. Finds out later. But we'll never know what she wrote. Yeah, no. I always kind of wonder, maybe, what was it? But she tells Jim, "I, I feel bad about right what I wrote about Michael on the wall." <laughs> says, "No, you didn't." She doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> Which, and and there you go, Laura. Maybe that's in the end is how our fictional employees felt about their fictional unsafe, unacceptable HR situation at their fictional company was to just deal with it. Write shit about him on the bathroom, you know, instead of reporting him. It's like school. Like people have done it forever. Well, yeah, yeah. but it's, she didn't write like Michael Scott's a sexist twat. Like, well, that's maybe the she did. It, it was about Michael, but was it so blatantly like, was his name written or, yeah. you know, Oh, yeah. How obvious was it, really? Yeah, like, my boss has a small wang or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it probably said something like, my boss, and then something. Yeah. Douchebag. Yeah. 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 I think she's cl more clever than I know. That. Like I, it, I do, it, too. It would, it would imply that, but it would be something that yeah. simpli maybe symbolized or oh, well, no, was m more witty than that. She said wrote. They said wrote written about him, so it couldn't so be it was, art. So it was definitely, so a, it was definitely a, doodle a phrase. It was a phrase or a doodle, yeah. A doodle would have been Pam's up. She does like watercolors. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, There's uh, a nice little watercolor <laughs> caricature of Michael in the women's bathroom at Dunder Mifflin. They should have put that up instead of uh, the picture of uh, Dunder Mifflin. They should have. That would have been awesome. Missed opportunity. Oh, really? <laughs> Next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but uh, the, you know. So we're moving into the Dundies. The we Dundies. get to Chili's. It's uh, the first the first uh, uh, appearance of Chili's. Yeah. In this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why anyone would ever go to Chili's. It's a pivotal place. Do they do they go back to Chili's for the client? Yes. Nice. That's great. Yes, they do. <laughs> and 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 you'll notice there were several. Jim almost had a romantic moment in Chili's mm -hmm. that we all thought, "Ooh, that might happen." And then Michael has one that nobody expected <laughs> saw yeah. coming at all. Well, and Jim's romantic moment at the end of the episode where Pam's like, "Can I ask you a question?" Yeah. And then she sees the camera. You said it. Yeah, got cockblocked by cock the camera. Cockblocked by the camera crew. 
And then sure enough, um, after Jan and Michael kiss during the client, she immediately looks at the camera. She looks camera at the camera. And goes, oh, Let's no. get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Oh, yeah. no. I didn't realize that until now. Yeah. Oh, and then in Valentine's Day, she says, Oh no! Oh yeah. yeah! Oh, that's the that's one which says I know. Yeah, but but she does look at it though, and, uh-huh. and she's like, "Let's get." The, it's basically like, "Let's go, let's go." Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't want to be on camera with him. Yeah, she knows it's uh, at that point is going to be. I mean, a, would uh, you? Ongoing thing. Oof. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Where are Dundies. we? We got all sorts Dundies. of notes. Well, you know, the Dundies it's is coming up. Dundee starts. We got the OPP cover song, yeah, with uh, which you you said was supposed to be "Lose Yourself." They really wanted it to be "Lose Yourself," but that curmudgeon Eminem just said just no. didn't wouldn't have it. So we yeah. had to use "Naughty by Nature." Not that I hate you. I love them. I'm I'm, I'm glad they went the way they did because yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's more comical. I think it works better. Well, yeah, with uh, him tripping over his own tongue trying to get out any kind of lyrics. Yeah, you know? yeah, oh. and making Ryan have to be down there with the cue card. <sighs> so good that's one thing we didn't do we should have is froze it on the cue cards no i did a little bit actually and i was looking at one of them and it actually looked just like the lyrics from the song really like he hadn't changed anything i don't know if that was just a mix-up or or what maybe that was easier for them for something that was only going to be in a shot for a second i mean he really couldn't say much he doesn't say much yeah you know when they're talking about he's just you know uh you down with dun dun d is that what it is yeah yeah he said like our dundee and he just it was stumbling all over the place. Yeah. It was a disaster. The Dundies, you know. But I kind of think of, I mean, that's, and then we get to the songs, and and one little funny irony about this is at the end when Jim is saying, and Michael ruined several classic songs. Oh, okay. Or, or, or redid several redid classic songs, songs which, which for me, me ruined them forever. <laughs> and I have Tiny to, Dancer, y'all. I have to say, Michael reignited a love for Tiny Dancer that I never had, so. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of went the other way on that one. So. <laughs> How did he make it so awful? And then we get. We so get, good. We get the music Ugh. of Tiny Dancer at the end of the episode. At the end of the episode. The, the, the next. Maybe that was the only second time. Maybe that was the second and only time they had music. The only other time that I can think of. The, the pilot. The pilot, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's other and musical w- scores. Like we get that, we get some Travis in one song. Oh yeah, that's right. But I don't right. think it ends on that. I think it might. Well, we we'll need to, to rewatch. That's coming up you soon. Might. I think we? you're right. I don't think it ends it. I think you're right. I don't think so. But it's close. It's like close to the end. And then I noticed too that the the last time though that we're talking about was also the the pilot, which was when they played the theme song again, and he's putting the um, Jello the calculator, jelly. yeah, calculator in Jello on or Michael's no, desk. No. no, it's just no, it's, it's, just, ma- it's, it's the a, world's best boss mug. There you go. Yeah, there's people. There's people yelling at us right in the front. It's like, no, you idiot. That's all right. <laughs> Sorry, I've send been this guy letter. before. <laughs> send us an email at peoplepersonspaperpodcast at gmail dot com. We're happy you're listening, by the way. Yeah, thanks for listening. If tell, you are. tell your friends. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so season, so so two season premieres that are ending with music. Uh, a trend yeah, that that's we'll right. See, uh, cut off by by next season. That's a sure. nice. Um, I never parallel. realized that. Yeah. No, nice parallel. I never really realized about that. Well, and it seems like a motif or a trick or a technique they've wanted to use, but just didn't get to. They haven't had a lot of episodes that have ended in that kind of way, you know? No. Uh, no, they didn't. You know, you think about uh, how many how, how many have been with a talking head. How many have been with uh Like, that seemed to be the way it was in the first season. Like, it was always a talking head. Mm-hmm. Michael's little sum up for the end, you know, a little inappropriate thought. Yep. Cut to black credits. Cut to black credits. Yeah. This is like... Yeah, this is way Amer. Should we say Americanized? I yeah, mean, a little bit, I guess. Yeah, a little more comfortable. But still sure. silent credits. Still silent credits. Still silent credits. I guess there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We don't get music on the credits till I think season four. Is it that long? I think it is. I think you're right. Yeah. But it's such a, it's a great ending, and <laughs> really for I mean it really furthers uh, the possibilities I guess in your head of what what this what might happen. Hmm. We get good moments. We get Michael on the phone with Jan earlier in the episode where I she's denying him the funding for the party. And I really, I, I love their uh, just just speakerphone conversations. Yeah. They really make an art of that, I think. Even before the uh, the, the tensions that come up after they, they hook up later in the season, she's just so, her reactions to him are just brilliant. <laughs> and for stuff you're only hearing, you don't see any of it, you know. But you can just see, you can just hear the, you can just see her eyes rolling. Mm-hmm. You can hear the, just the... His pleading with you're dropping an atomic bomb oh. on me. Really, Michael? I'm dropping an atomic bomb on you. Well, he's just like an A bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I love it how he uh, in that scene where he 
shuffles out the camera crew mm-hmm. because you know he thinks, oh, I need my privacy. Yeah, forgetting well, he's still mic'd. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which they just. That's just that's kind of a theme throughout the whole series, I guess. Right, he never gets it right. Season no. five, he's in the stairs with yeah, Holly. Holly. You know, <laughs> if I just turn this down just like that, you know, <laughs> they can't exactly. hear a thing. They can't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pam, I'm getting another call. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, yeah. no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a good one. The like healthcare or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah he like closes the blinds and he thinks that he's shielded but you can't keep out the camera crew no they had a uh, carte blanche on that paper company and all the other parties <laughs> they talk about with him and jan on the phone love the, those parties the 050505 yeah. party yeah and i was reading the quotes and apparently like somewhere in there on all the noise apparently they had a luau as well <laughs> and a tsunami fundraiser fundraiser not to be confused with a fundraiser which would have made money instead of lost it yes he, he was really clear on the flyers though <laughs> I think a lot of people were affected by the footage. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I needed some fun in my life. <laughs> I think we all did. Right. We all coped in our own ways. They had a fundraiser. Lucky Dunder Mifflinites. Hmm. <laughs> but all the, uh, yeah, but. And this is the eighth year for the Dundies, which means that he's gone through this seven years before. He's still trying to perfect it. Yeah. And thank God, I mean, you know, he, it's, you know, the Dundies. It's about the best in all of us, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so we got to press forward. Yeah, and well, thank God they do. No, there's been a lot of rumors that the <laughs> the jokes suck and there's no no alcohol. And there's no food. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And his projection of that yeah. is just pure awesome delusion. Like two conversations that he personally had is awesome <laughs> goss- uh, office gossip. Of course it is, mm. because how could it have not gotten around by now? Yeah, Pam would have talked about it. Definitely. You know, <laughs> the man's delu- <laughs> I love. <laughs> He has the best delusion of all time. Well, and it, it's, you know, and I don't know, it's a little bit of Michael and all of us. We're all sort of living in the, the bubble we think is our life. We just hope to God we're all more a little clued into what the rest of the world thinks than he is. You hope so. Right? You hope so, but you don't, I mean. And I think we're good. I mean, I. I, <laughs> I think I'm somewhat worldly. <laughs> it's not too many of the people in my world that I'm just like, man, they got no clue what they're doing, you know? <laughs> There's a few. <laughs> but you do know people like that, or yeah. you've met people like that. Yeah. It's all of you. <laughs> yeah. All of us in our different ways. Hopefully. It's all It's all just to a degree. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> a degree of delusion. Degrees of delusion. Totally. <laughs> I think that's a good moment for us to take a moment and reflect on our degrees of delusion, and we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. I'm a better person now. Two Planet Productions is a team compromised of some of the most talented wedding photographers, videographers, and production designers with over 20 years combined experience in the industry. Besides working with the most beautiful brides in the world, they have also produced content for commercial businesses and nonprofit organizations such as the Tulsa Mayor's Office, the Arts and Humanities Council of Tulsa, Tulsa Lifestyle Magazine, Rocklahoma, and musical acts such as the Deftones. Members of their staff and the Two Planet team have won multiple Couples' Choice Awards and Best of the Best Awards from The Knot, Wedding Wire, and were part of the team that was voted People's Choice for Best Photographers from Tulsa People Magazine 2013. Two Planet Productions remains the most affordable group of fun, professional artists to entrust your life's most precious memories to. www.twoplanetproductions.com. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Call 918-280-8528. And we have an exclusive deal that you can only get if you listen to the Channel 4.5 Network. If you tell them we sent you, you will receive a free single session shoot with the purchase of any wedding package. That is a $500 value for free. That free session could be engagements, bridals, first anniversary photos, or anything else you could want to be saved and captured forever. Welcome back to the People Persons Paper Podcast. We are here with comedian Laura Cook. Talking about the first episode of the second season of The Office. We're in the Dundies. Loving it to death. Right in the middle of it all, uh, giving out the awards left and right. Left and right. What's the first one we see? Is it Bushiest Beaver? Bushiest Beaver, a.k.a. Busiest Beaver. I love his frustration. He's like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, We'll get it fixed. We'll get get it fixed. fixed. (laughs) He really does that whole head shake. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it down perfectly. Yeah, when when Michael just hits his breaking point, it's the head shaking. Or the screaming like at Dwight earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that might have been one of his first just ah, like outbursts. Know, outbursts. Yeah. Like, Stop it. Yeah. I do that a lot at work, actually. Do you? You know, sometimes it comes in handy like that. 
Yeah. Just a loan to a mirror for me, mostly. Well, me too. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I, my, I like... for those moments. Like, my thought process doesn't, like, go fast enough. I just want to say something, but I don't know what to say, so it just, like, comes out as a sound. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Michael actually did that same thing in a Hot Girl. Um, yeah, oh yeah, he did. Yeah, just right as, um, you know, he, he, he thought that he had the, he thought he was going to be able to take her home, and he just sort of, you know, looks at the camera, and he's like, yeah. you know, he has this moment of joy or something, you know, <laughs> and that's all he says, and that's it. <laughs> and, you know, he just can't, you can't, yeah. words don't, you know, explain properly. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Dundies are the best. But we get the bushiest beaver, and then we, uh, we get... Yeah. Oh. Why does tennis shoes? Yeah, why does why does sneakers award? But okay. then Michael's probably favorite ep- uh, award of the night, I believe, was the hottest in the office. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and they get a, you know, they get a, they bring that chocolate love song in, you know, and everybody loves that song, and everybody loves that song, right? You know, except Ryan Howard at that moment, especially Michael playing the Willie won't he with the Dundee, with the yeah, I love to see the the extras behind them. You know, they're just trying not to crack up the whole time. Oh it's yeah, so perfect. Are you kidding? Y'all look super creepy singing it. <laughs> like, you should see me give my coworkers a slap on the ass. Yeah, <laughs> be just as terrible. Just as creepy, just as terrible. And then the, yeah. the, the media oh. talking head with Ryan. What am I going to do with it? That's, I'm not even thinking about that know. now. <laughs> That's the least of my concerns right now. <laughs> yeah. I think we could all agree on that one. Yeah. He has some, he has some uh, really small moments, but really, you know, him and Toby at the last one talking about his birthday, which he didn't want anybody to celebrate. Yeah. And now him just having to deal with being hottest in the office and Michael's sexual advances. And his comments, his little analysis, his sort of like everyman approach to this show yeah. is really, he's both the viewpoint character and a, a, a part of the comedy himself. Right. You know? He still has perspective. Yeah. You know, on things and right. how insane this whole thing really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course we got Kelly with the Spicy Curry Award. Spicy Curry. Oh, that one made me really sad. And that's another one too. That was almost that was almost a return to uh, the googie cookie from the Diversity Day episode. Kind of is. Kind of is. Fucking slap. It's yeah. so funny, though. She wrote the words. Yeah, right. Yeah. She, she did. She came up with that. That joke. You know, and, and so self, you know, deprecating. I don't know if self-deprecating is the right word. Just self-effacing. Well, She's not know. afraid to, like, you know. But I bet, no, I bet, too, character through she knew exactly what a terrible white guy would say to her. Of course. You know? Yeah. Oh, 100%. And right. I'm sure that she always wanted to slap the shit out of a terrible white guy who said that to her. Yeah. That's why she and did it. she finally did. So to she make did. it the character of derision in a TV show, maybe there's a victory there. Yeah. You know? so. No, I was, like, saying earlier that, like, I've never wanted to be Kelly more than when she was slapping Michael's face. Right. <laughs> Even before she she became the Kelly character we know, she was getting everyone on board. Like, okay, Mindy Kaling, we like where you're going with this. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's great. And she's you know parlayed that into success elsewhere. Yeah, is uh, is the Mindy Absolutely. project still on? I don't, I don't even know if that show's still going. I'm not sure if it is or not. No she's idea. Somewhere else. She's uh, I've only seen a few episodes, but it was really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Good everything out. she does is fantastic. Uh-huh. I love her. Yep, yeah. agreed. Yeah, they really um they found something special like on her. And you know, a lot. All the writers, honestly, yeah, made this For show sure. so awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, um, oh. and of course, Pam's getting drunker and drunker. Pam's drunker and drunker. And um, you what know, would you have done? <laughs> <laughs> Pam has my game plan going hardcore right now. Good for her, um, because how hell is she gonna cope? Yeah. And and you know, Michael goes on with the um, you know, he tries to tries to pull Angela into the proceedings with oh, the yeah. uh, you know. What is it? The the, the tight ass award. Tight ass uh-huh. award. But also, know. she's got a great a caboose. You know. That just made it like double awful. Come, come get your double. Dundee. She's just, no. no, no, no. Which is sort of where it starts to go downwards, even more so for Michael. But oh yeah, then we have the bullies pop we up. We do have the bullies pop yeah. up, and and even before Those that, I guess. Boys. I guess came when, from your mama's house. <laughs> Sing it, Elton. And and like when 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 <laughs> Daryl and and Roy take off. Yeah, you know that's when they sort of start to creep. They try to really creep in the sympathy for Michael Scott, like you never thought you might have. Yeah, and that's sort of what really differentiates this episode from the first season. I think is the most interesting part, or one of the most interesting parts. They're making him a sympathetic character. Yeah, and at and by the end, when Pam and Jim are begging for more Dundies, yeah, and 
It's like that's not happening with David Brent. No. You know? No, exactly. That that's now we're finally getting the American version of The Office. Exactly. You know? nice so stuff. it's its own show. And even later, when Pam, after she wins her award, how about another round of applause for Michael? This is a lot harder than it looks. looks. That line stands out. Yeah, I and mean, he and he all, he has that aw shucks look on his face, like oh, you know, finally, yep. I finally got a compliment. It only took seven episodes. Yeah, yeah maybe if somebody like <laughs> actually did, then he would calm down and stop being such a crazy person. You would hope. Yeah, it just doesn't. Happen. It might just fuel him worse. You never know. You know, you, you know, it does Dwight. Right. And she even compliments him, and I love his little funny wave that he gives the audience. Uh-huh. <laughs> he doesn't really know how to take a compliment that well. <laughs> but he doesn't really operate on the same <laughs> capacity as the other human race. <laughs> yeah. Of course not. He's a shrewd. He's a shrewd. He gets shrewded, but it's a you know it's a. He can raise and lower his cholesterol at will. At will. At will. Because he originally had a twin that he had reabsorbed. <laughs> and he doesn't. Well, that's feel a thing. He doesn't feel guilty about it at all. Yeah, he owns his family beet farm. He has that extra little umph of a, the power of a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> power of a grown man and a little baby in one. Good for him. That makes but a lot of sense about all of his temper tantrums. It makes you think that alcohol would not affect him as much as it does Pam, who is pretty shit-faced by the end of the episode. She is, and it's... Again, it's who would blame her? <laughs> Apparently, Jenna Fisher, like, BJ Novak had to take Jenna Fisher out to, to get drunk. Yeah. Because um, she really didn't drink much, so she wasn't sure, like, how to, how to act. Oh. And by doing that, she kind of based her... What happened off of that. That was great, though. Isn't that good? I the mean... That's fantastic. The yeah. chatty. Um, uh, it's a method acting. The babbling when she won the award. Yeah. The stares and the sort of oh, like. Love those stares. Um, Pam really gets to me in this episode. I must yeah. Say. <laughs> you know, and look when she's looking at Jim. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even the falling down, the the screaming at the cameraman later, I coming out of there. Best oh. Dundies ever. ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, she she owns the last five to eight minutes of that episode yeah. like hardcore. The um, can I ask you a question? She sees the camera. Then I just want to say, have a nice night or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, it's not really a question. Yeah, <laughs> find out Angela's her ride home, which was weird. Ain't that, yes, and and there's an outtake also on that. Apparently, Angela was the like the ride home for every. She was the DD for everybody. Well, yeah, she's the tight ass of the office. Remember? And, yeah, she like complains about like how expensive it is to like take everybody home who's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. It'd be more expensive to be the drunk one. Right. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, but, but you kind of wonder. But that is weird, though. Like, why is it Angela? Like, why is she taking Pam home? Mm-hmm. Those aren't—they aren't friends, or yeah. I don't know. That's at least what I thought. But no. I, but in hindsight, hey, Angela isn't all that. Well, yeah, she cares about people, but also I feel like. But at not this as much point, as her cats. Well, it, oh, <laughs> but that's later on. Me neither. But <laughs> <laughs> like at this point, I feel like we don't know Angela well enough no. to assume that like people don't like kind of yeah. walk all over her. Yeah, that's like a late season assumption or that's a late season like observation knowing your character later on yeah and at this point you don't know well that's not it's not that far-fetched that she would do that yeah exactly i guess the uh we we don't know her enough to know that she doesn't necessarily like or get along with everyone yet we're not at the point where she's leaning across the table at phyllis going i don't like you right <laughs> well, well i like a- you phyllis well if i can play oscar for a second actually yes. hilton <laughs> It's Phyllis that looks at her and says, I don't It is Phyllis. <laughs> oh, wow. You're right. Oh, man. Because Phyllis is so. But, 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 but further on your point, she's not the type who's putting out a hit on her, <laughs> on her fellow coworker. There you go. Because she's this that fucking cold. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, I forgot that was Phyllis. That's great. That's one of the great moments. I don't like Because <laughs> yeah. how many times have you just wanted to? I know. Man. You know. Let it go. <laughs> but yeah, so but we're yeah. just about at the end. They get kicked out of the Chili's, and then we get to meet the Chili's manager. Oh, love this guy. One of the best characters that you never really see again. You, you kind of wish he would have come back at some point. Like, yeah. even when they take the client there, maybe. Like, when yeah. they take, you know, what's it, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, yeah. But that line, like, she's not allowed in this Chili's again. Then he gives that little look. look. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the equivalent of that Chili's manager. <laughs> you feel his pain? Well... I feel like he was way more serious about it than I would have been. Just be like, yeah, they're banned. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't all. Know. Somebody would have had to like 
have like said some real racist shit and like mm. probably vomited on something to get mm. to that point. Yeah, but also we had a lot of vomiters because like it, the food was gross where I worked. Oh. And then also we hosted a convention for special needs people once a year. And, oh, like, wow. there was always vomit because people would overeat because, surprise, it was, like, booty load portions of, Ugh. like, Italian food. Mm-hmm. You Oy. want some gross undercooked meatballs, but, like, 12 of them, Oy. you're going to barf. Yeah, it's bad. No good. So you felt that before, and he did what he had to do. Yeah. You know. I get it. And, and, and hey, you know, and what was it, 15 years? How many years later it was that Jenna Fisher had a chance to do that little eleven Twitter. years later. Eleven years she later, she tweeted it. She tweeted it. Should I go in? You know, with a little funny look on her face. And <laughs> they forgave her. And they forgave her nationally. And now she, I think I think she, she she'll never pay for Chili's again. No, probably not. <laughs> Thank goodness. But hopefully none of them would. Not a big fan of Chili's. Not not exactly. Not really. Yeah. No, I think I've only gone there like on purpose, like on road trips where there's like nothing but like. That or a McDonald's, and I'd kind of rather have nachos. Yeah, yeah. And okay. like you know, liquor. Right. I did in college, but I think my college was different than like any like hipster, the opposite of hipsterism. Wait, where did you go? And uh, back in Norman, we ate we more uh, Olive Garden and Chili's Olive Garden than we should have. And then Chili's, yeah, yeah. Chili's did play into it. Didn't they have it? a lot more mm. things there now. Thank God. It, it was sort of eating. <laughs> it was sort of a step up, though, wasn't it? Back then, I, I suppose it was sort of eating. Oh, out. better than it is now. Like just eating it, yeah. again, as opposed to eating McDonald's. Yeah, I think it was, or that's all it was. We were just glad to be able to eat we at were, a restaurant. We were dining. Yeah, <laughs> just happy to be at restaurants. Give me those um, breadsticks. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't catch me a lot of chilies anymore. <laughs> no, that that was Olive Garden. Still glad that glad we're there. Yeah. Rock on, chilies. We don't hate you. No, hardly. Gave us one of our happiest office moments and other office moments. Yeah. And liquor. Also, and liquor. Le, you know, let Jenner fish do what Chili's. she wants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So we've got uh, some trivia questions. Oh, we do. Yes. Laura, every episode, Brian comes up with some questions about the episode to see which one of us knows our office uh, pedia more. Uh-oh. Do, do we have uh, buzzers? Yeah. yeah, let me um, grab our buzzers. Let's uh, do this properly. And now how many? the green one. Green one and. Um, yes. Hello, sir. All right, so you got the green, you got the yellow, I got the questions. All right. All right. <gasps> All right. I love this. All locked and up and ready to go? We are ready. All righty. Okay, so in what year did this particular uh, Dundies take place? What year? In that, t- in that space and time. Not the, it might have been the same year as the episode. Yes. 2005. Booyah, you got it. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, but I was hesitant. That's what it was. I just didn't hesitate. Sometimes, well, yeah, hey. Here you go. Here's number two. I'm sure you'll do awesome. <laughs> Are you reading my mind? Yes. <laughs> yes, she gets the point. <laughs> yes, was. all right. Never mind. On to number three. <laughs> number two. Who, we all know Michael sang his version of it, but who sang the original Mambo number five? Yes. Lou Bega, dog. You got it. Nice. My right. sister bought that CD oh, when she was you. a child, and I made fun of her relentlessly. That's <laughs> <laughs> the cooler older sister. There you go. <laughs> okay, here's a little fun detail. Uh, Stanley, he gets the fine work award at the latest Dundies. What award did he get the report? Hilton. Great work award. You got it. Mm. Man's quick. Okay. Who, so we all know... Mindy K- uh, the awesome Mindy Kaling wrote this episode. Who is Kelly Kapoor sitting with at the Dundies? Ah, oh, fuck. Which character is Kelly sitting with? We don't know. Tell us. Lynch me. Meredith. No. Damn it. Idiot. Just throw it, just throw it out there. Anyway. Count Dracula. <gasps> was he there? Kevin? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was with No, He was with Stacy. He was with Stacy. Was it Devin? No, it wasn't. Who was it? Oh, no. It was Toby. Oh. Really? And apparently in the... Uh, there's Toby. A, there's a delete. <laughs> Booyah, you win. <laughs> Yay. Yay. In the deleted scenes, there's an actual talking head of Kelly saying, I'm going to buy I'm gonna buy this, or she was talking about ordering some food with Toby. Like, I think he's kind of cute. It's just that he has those darn kids. Oh, wow. So there was almost, say, like, some kind of... Yeah. Thing 
potentially going on with those two that never materialized. And of course, Toby was later established just has the one kid. Um, That's right. We um, we know, of course, that Kelly's going to have a thing with Ryan later this season. That's so right. He's going to take us in a whole she, different direction. She she got with Daryl instead first, eventually. Yeah. yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah. All right, I have one more. Okay. One more. All right, back to Mindy Kaling. Uh, she does get a Dundee, but it's not the same statue. What is her statue? It's a bowler. You got it. Nice. Nice. Well done, Laura. Beep, beep, beep. And thus ends the trivia for the Dundies. So the first season, uh, the first episode of season two, uh, wh- how do you guys feel about it overall? Closing thoughts. I don't think they could have done much, much better than this one. Um, you know, had its own had its own tone, had its own beats. Um Expanded on the characters. Yeah. It's an A-plus for me. Laura, any thoughts? It was a cringy one. Yeah. You, you gave me a real cringy one, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> They're all pretty cringy, though. Yeah. They I don't know. It's kind of part of the, the show's MO. Yeah, I, I know, but... To degrees. I feel like out of a lot of them, mm. it had a lot of things that, like touched on things that pissed me off <laughs> for me. Pushing that envelope. But, yeah. you know, if I needed to, like, sum it up in, like, one thing. <laughs> Agreed. That does it. All right. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, guys, you can find Thanks Laura online on Facebook. Look her up, and uh, you can follow her and find out some of the great shows she's doing all around Tulsa and beyond. You just got back from Fayetteville a week or two ago. How'd that go? It was pretty bitchin'. There was free beer, and they gave me some money, and some frat boys bought me some drinks. That's yeah. pretty awesome. It was awesome. pretty tight. Good for you. And TJ Clark was so funny. He is great, too. TJ also here from here in Tulsa. So, yeah, come on out and see some comedy if you're in the Tulsa area. And, uh, Laura, thanks for joining us. Thanks right. for having me. Thank you. Brian, thanks as always. Always a pleasure. Ready to come back and do it again next week? We'll keep this train moving. Always and forever. Choo-choo. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the People Persons Paper Podcast. On behalf of Brian Sittler and our guest, Laura Cook, my name is Hilton Price, and next week, Todd Packer. Channel four and a half. Yo, you're a hipster who thinks he's street. That's different. There you go. You're not like a street punk, but street hipster. You're just... Yeah, man. You live on the south. You live on 91st. Come on. (laughs) Go back to Jenks, Whitey. Cutting all this out. This will be the secret at the end of the episode.